Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Dakota. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How has the day been going? Uh, so far, so good. Can't complain. Mm -hmm. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Dakota. I kind of have been all over the place. Um, I've been up in North Idaho, in Portland, Seattle, Denver, Nashville. Um, I used to travel a lot. Um, I've been playing MCP since before it came out. So I've got lots of experience just playing the game. I remember proxying the models when they were first being revealed at, mm. what, Gamma? <laughs> I've I've been hyped for this game since day one. I give up all my other games to play just this. So, yeah. I'd good like choice, good choice. Okay at it. Yeah, I mean, we were living in an RV there for a while, traveling all over the country, so I only got one game, and this was the one I chose. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. How was the RV life? It is not as glamorous as people might think it is. Reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Turns out not having internet and having to pump your own gray tank is not great fun. No. Did you even have a 3x3 space to play in the RV? Uh, No which is why we went to a lot of random game stores all over the place. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Got to meet a ton of people doing it, though. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, now I must ask you what may be the hardest question of the day. What character mm -hmm. not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to be in Marvel Crisis Protocol? All right. So, for people who might not know, I am a big hydra fan mm -hmm. and uh there are there are a couple of hydra characters that i'd love to see the main one though is probably hive he's yeah. just got such a cool design and he's made up of a bunch of tiny little squids <laughs> yep <laughs> uh so the hydra character i want to see is specifically the fear itself version of sid i could see that there's also, oh man, the squid version of Madame Hydra, where she's got the big squid brain. That'd be yeah. fun. She mind controls everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'd be a fun alternate take for Viper. Yeah, well, I think we can have a proper Madame Hydra at some point. Yeah, I'd, I'd love some, like, mind control mechanic. Mm-hmm. It'll probably just be a bow. I mean, yeah. But, but hey, bows are good. Maybe I can, like, activate the character instead of her. <laughs> no, that would be very good. No, just kill her. That'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that is very fair. And, and you have brought a Hydra agent today. Yes, the best Hydra agent, Bob. Um... King of Hydra, the linchpin of every Hydra list. So I just want to hype up my man here because I don't think that he gets nearly enough love. And uh, sometimes in games, he is just the best piece on the board. Yeah, I can see that. 
Um, um, it turns out having an unkillable little two threat running around is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even if he is injured. Yeah. Um. So yes. Uh. Of course, we're not going to bring him in. Uh, Cabal or Hydra, because those are the two places he is affiliated. So, what, what affiliations jump out to you? Okay, so just like Bob's kit has a lot of really odd things going on with it. Yes. Um, the first and like largest standout is his butt how on his injured side. Yes. So. If this character doesn't have an activated token and would be KO'd by having damage tokens placed on it, it gets dazed instead. During the cleanup phase, when you would normally flip this character as a result of a dazed token, it remains on its injured side, loses three power. If at any time it is the only character under your control, you lose the game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that got eroded to say enemy effects. Dazing uh... it. No, I don't think so. You might be right. I should have really double-checked this ahead of time. Because I'm pretty sure he can... Uh... Yep, nope, the only thing I've about him is... Uh, special rule. Uh, is his... Uh, um, uh, the throw away on the uh on excessive violence yes but it's specifically he must daze due to damage tokens because he can excessive violence on his injured side and he will daze before he ko's right okay i'm glad you know more about him than i do mm-hmm. um also of note you cannot trigger got your back off of bob yes I have asked this on the rules form because it's your effect creating uh, the day's token. It does not. It is not considered an enemy effect. But he can trigger gotcha backs by the opponent killing him over and over again because he's holding a point for you. Uh, no. So, uh, the way Butthow works... Oh, oh, oh yes, you're right, because Butthow is a friendly ability putting the day's token yes. on him. Yep, I, man, it is a little late for me, just full disclosure. Like, I might be getting some stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Man, I knew that too. Um, So one of the things that jumps out about me, mm-hmm. first and foremost, is Hydra Tactics is really good on him. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I have bounced around with Bob. Um, just to secure points or like get a couple shots off. Mm-hmm. So Steve one is actually a surprisingly good place for him, That's or fair. anywhere that gives him extra power. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very fair. Um, in an interesting but different way of being a secure beast. Uh, I also think he's pretty good at mystique. Yeah, I could see that he. Also just has a bunch of power all the time on yeah. him. Um, he is going to lose three power every time he dazes, but he's also going to gain three power a good chunk of the time from taking damage. Yep. Um, 
it's not always because like if the last damage on him is a bleed he won't gain or sorry he will gain it from bleed no way i am way off point for my rules tonight nope he does not gain power off of does not gain power because bleed is a game effect yep Right um, the first time. I see. I'm just gonna say things that I know are right the wrong way all night. It's gonna be the whole thing. <laughs> uh, the other place that pops out to me that he might be a good fit is Criminal Syndicate. Yes. And that's just because I think that he's gonna have a lot of synergy with getting rerolls on his rocket, or potentially uh, changing rocket rolls to successes. Um, with Modok, or even just counting as two until he is flipped, it makes him like moderately annoying in Kingpin. Suddenly, you have to flip this three health model that you really don't want to put attacks into. Uh, and Kingpin just likes going wide. You are missing one more very good interaction. Oh, Claw, my new boy. Yes, I I am um, playing a Claw Master. <laughs> Because he dies over and over again. And Claw does not care about if it's an allied effect. Yes. And I think Claw's just a really solid piece overall sometimes, especially on E-shapes. And if you're looking at, like, demons downtown, um, having Bob just be incinerated, he goes from two defense dice to one. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And again, if he dies, it's... Bob's greatest ability is to just die. (laughs) Um, which brings me to an affiliation we never get to talk about on this show, Mm -hmm. which is Black Order. I, okay, uh, for Corvus? Uh, for Price of Failure. Oh, because he turns into, uh, eight dice builder. (laughs) Yeah, he- With a massive (laughs) rocket. He shoots a massive rocket. Dies on turn one, uh, dies is on turn one, flips, and then you can just straight kill him and give, like, eight power across your team. Yeah. Oh, man. That is a surprisingly good one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what is it? Yeah, it's three power to all other characters. That a price of failure? Yeah, so choose an injured allied character in play. Other allied characters gain three power. The chosen character is KO'd. You're having me look for cards that I've never really looked for. Uh, sadly, this you do not get to butt how this. Yeah, because they're he's KO'd by the card and not by damage. Yes. All right. But I it's like still this. hysterical. <laughs> of like. Well, so. That brings me to another card interaction mm-hmm. uh, with Modok, uh, Modok 2. Yes. He has, uh, what, Simpleton? Yep. Um, and Simpleton's going to be fun because, like, you... Bob, if he's your last character, you lose the game. So he's never going to be your last character. So if you can score two or three victory points off of just killing him... Uh, for Simpleton, mm-hmm. that's probably okay. Round four or five, yeah. Um, and the trigger for it's actually not that hard. He just you have to have fewer VPs, mm-hmm. 
And they have to be holding or contesting, which he can do even if he's injured and the opponent's healthy. Yep. And you get a cool teleport and a victory point. So if you're behind by like one point, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up a new character into this mix. Uh, yeah, which one? Because we were talking about the power of Hydra Tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter Soldier? X-Men. Oh, the hop. Professor X. Oh, for the super... I see where you're going with this. It took me a minute, but I got there. <laughs> um, Yes. And then you just have him doing a bunch of Hydra Tactics to give people... I mean, it only triggers once, but to give power... That could be really, really good. <laughs> yeah, could be really funny. <laughs> uh, I also think, unironically, I think there is going to be a very dumb power control list in X-Men soon. I agree. Like, a team um, of <laughs> Professor X, Rogue, Deadpool, Loki is going to be someone's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Double roots are going to be really annoying. Well, and then you have Rogue and Deadpool both getting rebates to uh, make you lose power. So this is where we reset the podcast and talk about Loki and X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we're going to wipe the slate clean real quick. I've now got a new character to hype up. <laughs> Trust, last week we did enough hyping of Loki anyway. That's fair. He's really good to hype up. Because uh, last week we were doing uh, uh, Cyclops and talking about moving a Loki bubble with uh, Field Leader is very fun. That sounds devastating. <laughs> oh, we're going to just escape this Loki bubble by walking away. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try again. I imagine it's going to be Webb's least favorite matchup. <laughs> the teleporting Loki. He ruined it. Loki bubble, root. Uh, I'm getting refunds. We're paying, playing pay to flips. <laughs> it's just yeah, me. Yeah, so <laughs> where, do you, where do you think we should be putting Bob for this roster? I think... There are a lot of good options. I've really been enjoying him with Claw, and I think Claw is a really interesting list to build right now. Uh, okay, so we'll start with some fun criminal syndicate shenanigans. Yeah. So, of course, we're starting with Claw. Um, do you know who my number two is in the Claw roster? No. Electra. Who? I could see that. Because Claw does not say non-grunt. This is true, so having a grunt character would be really solid. Why do you pick Electra over Shadowland? Uh, one, I like Electra more. Uh, I mean, that's fair. That's a good enough reason. Uh, and two, you're never tempted to play Shadowland's leadership instead of Claw's leadership then. <laughs> okay. I think having multiple leaders is fine as long as you know when you're playing each one. Yes. And just like not not being tempted in a situation that's not great for them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also think Electra's just really scary at this point. I agree. Um, I also think Modok makes a spot in this roster. Yes. Even if you're not playing him as a leader, I genuinely think that Modok and Bob, with no tactics cards, just by themselves, bare bones, they make a really good six threat. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is just because Bob is gaining <laughs> so much power over the course of the game. Yeah. Um, even if Bob just stands there, gains a power, and then pistols twice, mm-hmm. he's gaining three power and spinning it on probably nothing. He might Hydra Tactics, um, but he probably just stands there on the point. Yeah. Um, with Modok standing next to him, Bob can use all of that power he's gaining to fuel Modok's rerolls for um, what all in this world are beneath me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Modok can sacrifice attacks, at least one attack per round, off onto Bob, which not only potentially gives you priority, mm-hmm. but also is just like great to always have sacrifice on. Yeah. Um, I know personally from running Hydra, like there have been more than a couple of games where like my opponent really wants to attack into Modok, and by me sacrificing into Bob, not only is Modok alive and healthy, but now next round I have priority because I only had four actions and or activations and he had five. Yep. And now Modok's gonna pop off and do like two psionic assaults or something stupid on and his now turn we also with a get, bunch of rerolls. And now we also get a claw move at the same time. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think all of that is just wonderful. Plus, Modok's a giant base for Bob yes. to just Hydra Tactics around and be pretty much anywhere he wants to be ever. Yep. For um, sure, for sure. For example, you can Hydra Tactics yourself behind Modok, shoot your rocket, be thrown away from the target which now is no longer going to hit modok or endanger him yep then the next turn you can move hydro tactics back onto the point yep so i just think that the two of them combine into one really really solid like four activation six threat yeah no reason Mm -hmm. uh bob is secretly a great grunt (laughs) yes he he's basically the Hydra Grunts, but less good. I think oh. But the Hydra Grunts are the best grunts. I would contest. I think he's better simply because he can also hold an extract. Uh while technically true, not often for long. <laughs> he normally does not at least for me, he normally doesn't hold an extract until the end of the round. It's very rare. Um, the two defense dice is pretty bad. Well, I think being able to hold the extract is important for Simpleton. Yes. Um, agreed. My only thing... The Hydra Troopers are always healthy. which mm-hmm. And they have almost the same defenses as Bob. <laughs> They're 1-2-2 two, two instead of 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And they have 3 health, and he has 3 health. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing they don't get is a rocket, which, um, speaking of the rocket, probably don't shoot it until like way later in the game. Um, I see way too often people will shoot it round one or round two, and that's almost always a mistake. 
Unless um, you're trying to price a failure a here. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would or also. More criminals. So oh, it's go ahead. Also, I would say about the rocket. Um, the thing you care about at the rocket is the automatic two splash damage, not the big dice. Oh yeah, absolutely. The big dice are gonna whiff. You want your two damage to daze or KO at least a character or two. You want to get the guaranteed stuff from the rocket more than you want the rocket. Yes. So I was playing a game uh, versus uh, Black Panther, and the only reason Black Panther died was uh, Killmonger uh, uh, splash damage from rocket, uh, and then uh, Punisher went explode terrain, explode terrain. That's six automatic damage. Yep. And I could get nothing going. Kind of damage. It, yeah. yeah, it just, when you can't block, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Turns out. Yeah, very fair. Um, going on a criminal syndicate question. Yeah. How do you feel about their newest member? Uh, Killmonger? Yeah. Killmonger, you supper. So... so... <laughs> I understand why he's criminal syndicate. Um, but I don't really think that anyone in criminal syndicate needs him. Which is a little sad. I, I think um, there are places for him. He's like Killmonger 1. Um, where like, they're very killy, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And they're, I mean, it's Killmonger, right? He should be killy. Um, but that doesn't really fit in with the game plan of most of the criminal syndicate characters. Like, not in that way, anyway. If he was rapid fire, he'd go to Shadowland Daredevil. If he was tanky, he'd go to Kingpin. Uh, if he needed, like, hit triggers, he'd go to Modoc. Um, if he was, like, someone who you were okay with him dazing, he'd go to Claw, but, like, so, I think I don't know. the you thing You probably is, feel differently, I'm guessing. Yes, I feel a little bit differently because you are forgetting he has an out-of-activation attack. Yes, which is good for the MODOK yes. uh, reroll. Or not reroll, the automatic changing the dice. Yeah. Um, And I, I totally agree. I guess... He definitely could make it if we're playing MODOK as the leader more often than Claw. And the other thing is... Uh, I think he's going to be a linchpin in creating a dual affiliation uh, criminal syndicate Wakanda roster. I could see that. Um, I don't super like his leadership. Um, But you also get uh, M'Baku. Yes, and I think M'Baku definitely is in this list. Um, Fair. Unlike Killmonger, M'Baku has a lot of things that we're looking for in pretty much no matter what we're doing mm-hmm. with Wakanda. Um, with Criminal Syndicate. Yeah, I mean, Wrath of Jabari yeah. is a perfect Modoc trigger. If he dazes and triggers Claw, it's bad for you overall, but it'll probably be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tanky enough 
for Kingpin while also having displacement that Kingpin loves. I mean, the only place he doesn't really finish out on Daredevil, but we're not taking him, I don't think. Yeah. I'm not even sure if we're taking Mr. Kingpin. That is entirely probable. Um, I do but if think... he did, he's got that awesome throw, size 3 throw for 2 power. It's yeah. fantastic. And, uh... and he can't be pushed or advanced yeah. by physical or energy. Mm-hmm. And he has a push on his boulder, too. So good. And Mbaku for the win. Uh-huh. Um, I think we need an affiliated tweet thread. Uh, almost certainly. Um, I have weird opinions about affiliated tweet threats in Criminal Syndicate. I think it's Black Hat. And here's why. A lot of it is the same reason Bob's in here. For me, I know you like Claw. And I think Claw's a great five threat, and Claw's in the list for me. But I think for me, I really prefer playing Modoc as the leader, mm-hmm. and Black Cat works so good under Modoc leadership. Um, her bad luck trigger makes sacrificing into her kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she has Troublemaker, which is awesome. She has Cat Burglar, which you're not going to use most of the time. Um, but having a steal is better than not having a steal. Mm-hmm. She, she's just got she's got a long move for um, any of the extracts that are deployed. What is it? Not K. The one where the two middle ones are ranged two apart from each other. Uh, J. Uh, yes, and there's one more scrolls and the citizens. Yep. Um. Both of those she can grab in one move, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. And, and God, she just has so many cool things going on with her that I think Modoc loves. Yeah. Um, she has Pierce, which means that her cat claws, potentially, if they're rolling a wild, are rolling like three successes instead of one. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite three threat in Criminal Syndicate, though, on personal level, is Craven. I definitely thought you were going to say Mysterio. No. Okay. Small base, short move. Uh, Fair. (laughs) Craven can move. Yes. Very quickly to any corner of the map he wants. And prevent your opponent from moving a lot. This is also true. Um... He is also in a class of characters that I think is classically undervalued, which is the characters that can attack a midline, a character on a midline secure, and then get on that midline secure turn one. Yeah. Yep, and Corner the Beast does not need to be a move action. It is an advance or climb. Which you get off of psionic assault before damage is dealt automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I keep thinking of combining him with old Modoc where you can just bow him. Bow them for damage. Yes. Which people need to reconsider old Modoc. He's still very good. We could bring another Modoc... Uh, 
not Modok. We could bring another Robot Man Splash character in Zola, but we haven't even gotten to Splashes yet. <laughs> yes. There are so many good Criminal Syndicate characters. Oh, yeah. So uh, do we get both Black Cat and uh, Craven? Uh, sure. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think at that point we've had enough affiliated because we have uh five uh six affiliated characters. I, I think that it's worth mentioning Rhino though. Yeah. But Rhino's so boring. Okay. Alright, we'll leave Rhino out. <laughs> no more Rhino. I, I respect Rhino a lot and I think he's a very, very good model. Yep. I think he's just like a better than average four and he's in affiliation. And it's great. He's hard to kill. Um, he has a steal. It's just he's like a solid juggernaut-ish. Yeah, but juggernaut is at least interesting to play. I have a that's true. <laughs> Not even gonna argue. <laughs> uh, I like my juggernaut a lot more than my rhino. He's painted better. <laughs> Very fair. Um. Are there any... So you mentioned Zola, who I can definitely see. Yeah, so I'm Hydra, so a lot of my stuff's going to be biased here. Um, Uh Baron Zemo is an excellent character all the time. Um, I'm a Baron, after all, is an amazing card. Mm -hmm. Um, It just enables Zemo to be one of the best offensive pieces early in the game. Um, he's giving rerolls to your whole team. He can get pretty much anywhere on the board you need him to at any point in time. Um, yeah. He's just solid. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing I think goes for Zola is a really solid piece, and I don't think a lot of people would agree with me. Yeah, Zola's really interesting. I think he's a very solid piece. Um... I don't think I'd take him in this list, though. Yeah. Uh Zola just the big thing that I would have taken him for potentially is if we're playing Craven a lot, um, the focused ESP box blast is only two power. Yeah, and it just has to do one damage, and it's energy. So being able to put corner the beast on somebody and then ESP box and then do Modox, um, psionic well, assault. Can- Double ESP box someone and just be yeah. Ooh, for four power you just move them twice and you're doing two automatic damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with Zola is the same problem as I think most people with small moves. Um, he is very slow. Mm-hmm. He spends a lot of time getting into position, and then if he's ever displaced from that position, he's very sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives a rerolls to your whole team, which is kind of nice, but. You could also argue that splashing Wakanda and taking Shuri might be better. Mm-hmm. Well, and so. we also have uh, some amount of inherent rerolls in our team anyway. Yes. Um, I want to bring up a three threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I think is severely undervalued and I think does interesting stuff in this team anyway because of some of the secures I think I want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's Miss Marvel. 
I can see that. Miss Marvel is just an underrated piece. <laughs> I was just pulling up her card because I have not played her in a long time. Normally, when I play against her, I just prioritize killing her very early um, because my biggest concern playing against her is high fives rerolling three dice. Oh, yeah, which happens so often. And there's not yeah. much you can really do about it. Yeah, and I. I, I don't I always target her super early because of it. Mm -hmm. She's also just super fast for no reason. Like she'll just be going surprise, transform, medium move, medium move. I'm here now. <laughs> yep. Uh but also she has four energy defense as a three threat. Yes. And that is so good. <laughs> I don't know that we're struggling against energy though what what i'm saying is i think this t one of this team's best uh crises is, is origin bombs gotcha um and i think she does so much on origin bombs because she can stay on one side of the board and is either morpho punching people off of points uh, she also has a throw. Or she is transforming, getting double attack, and maybe even being able to flip another point. Because she does uh, interact within range two. I think you are definitely talking me into it. I'm just looking at other three threats, because I haven't really thought about it too much. Mm-hmm. And you don't think... Okay. What about Pyro or Human Torch? For very similar reasons. Uh, Human Torch especially. Having... Um, I know Too Hot to Handle only works on assets. But potentially, you know, you're looking at a three threat that not only has four energy defense, um, but also is making... It has a steal and is giving out Incinerate. And is... Pretty quick with hit and run. Yes. No, I love Human Torch a lot more than most people. Um, is he the best character in the game? No, but I still think he's very good. Also, like a stovetop, he's underrated. I could see that. Um, I will say, I have used on Pyro a lot. Why is that? Uh, new spider foes. Okay. Um, because I thought a lot of the power of Pyro was in his card. Pyrotechnics? Yeah. I don't think so, but when I was playing Pyro, I didn't bring Pyrotechnics. Um. Um, yeah. And the way that the new Spider-Foes leadership works mm -hmm. makes it insanely difficult to pull off a pyrotechnics against them. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think he's a good model, but I've definitely cooled on him from being a great model. I think, and to 
Doc Ock specifically, into Guardians, he's also pretty bad. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them are options. I think our tactic card's also going to be fairly tight. This is almost certainly true. Okay, for now I've got Miss Marvel in here. Who is our 10th character? Um, I think two, we, three, our main person is a two threat. We can bring another big boy, I think. Yeah, probably a four or a six. Mm-hmm. I don't, so I personally don't like having two five threats. Um, just a weird thing for me, but I, I feel like any five and above, uh, you don't want two of them mm-hmm. just because you don't want them competing with the spot with each other in your list. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just a me thing, though, probably. I could be talked into taking another five threat. Yeah, I I could see another five threat in this list just because at high point value we could play both of them and still be five wide. Yes, because we're trying to play Bob. Yeah. Um. And I think there is some. I think there are some interesting five threats on the horizon. <laughs> I know it breaks the rules, but five threat red skull is right there. <laughs> yeah. Um who else? We have original Ghost Riders, probably a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you can So a lot of the time Bob's activation is a pass activation. Mm-hmm. Um and what I mean by that is you're activating him early in the round because you want to see what your opponent's going to do next. Mm -hmm. Um, So especially round one, if you activate Bob and put him up on a midline point um, and then he gets attacked, that's like not a huge deal. I mean, don't give your opponent free attacks, but um, sometimes I've noticed that opponents, they see red, they get bloodlust. Okay. And then they make bad decisions. Oh yeah. And an opponent might take a five threat and move them once and attack Bob. And then that five threat has just killed a two threat mm-hmm. and is not scoring any victory points. Mm-hmm. They didn't move on to a point. They didn't grab an extract. They didn't do anything. They killed Bob, um, which I'm totally fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that to say spirit of vengeance um, or New Black Panther's ability. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Defender of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Both take advantage of this by allowing you to put Bob up early and then hopefully starting off their chain of effects. Mm-hmm. This also would lean into uh, dual affiliating with Wakanda if that's something you wanted to like change around and do. Yeah. that, that um, definitely And I think Zemo dual affiliates into Wakanda really well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the reroll bubbles, they love to see it. Uh, I do want to bring up, just because we have Craven in there currently, Corner of the Beast with Shadow King is hysterical. Okay, yeah. Because of, what, Nightmare Visions? Uh, his builder on damage advances short. Oh, on top yes. of nightmare visions. Yes. 
And it's a six dice wing three with wild root, which is just mean. So you can mental shackle, sorry, you can corner the beast, mental shackle, that's one damage, because they advance short. Well, two damage. And you can knight. Because you have to deal with damage to get them to advance short, so at minimum, two damage. Yep. Yep. So then they advance short, then you nightmare visions, um, potentially do another damage, Mm -hmm. so that's three, and then you get to advance them short again, which is another damage. So potentially four automatic damage for... One action. I mean, yeah. And then you could potentially mental shackle them again and advance them again for another six damage. Yeah. yeah. Total. It's... He also has that heal, making himself super tanky. Oh, yeah. No, I think he is actually going to have play in Kingpin Criminal Syndicate anyway. Yeah. Just because he's going to be so hard to displace, and he is going to do so much displacement. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And even when you're finally starting to wear him down, that immortal essence is going to be so annoying. Yeah. Um. And like, it's going to be so hard to contest a point versus him. <laughs> Because, like, if he hasn't activated, cool, mental shackle, mental shackle, now there's no one on the point. I probably have at least four powers, so the first person that moves up may not even end up on the point. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is going to be mean. I, I 100 million percent agree with that. Uh, and I could see playing Craven in that version of Kingpin just to go like, cool, corner the beast, good luck. I think there's also, oh, just, that does sound fun and funny. Yes. I think there's also something to be said for Deal with the Devil. Yes. No, existing. <laughs> it does um, kill Bob. Bob, yeah, but how around it? But it is I still think funny. I would trade a two threat for a five threat, even <laughs> if it is an injured five threat. I am a hundred percent down to put in Ghost Rider. Um, he just does so many things. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean everything from he gives hex and incinerate. And he has penance stare, and he's immune to incinerate. He's gaining. Pa- I just <coughs> Ghost Rider has so many things going on, and all of them are good. Yes. Um. So that is ten characters. Or, or, or. We don't take another five threat. <laughs> we just. We just go all out. We take Thanos. Okay. <laughs> we take Thanos and we just put the power gem on him and we put the reality gem on him. No. And I know what you're thinking, right? You're thinking, why would you do that? You could do space reality. The reason is we're just going to, we're not going to focus on moving our people. Okay. We're not going to mind gem and focus on moving other people's people, right? We're just going to death's decree 
every single attack possible. <laughs> and we're going to do that by gaining four power around. I appreciate that. As someone who used to play Thanos Spider-Foes. Way back. Have you heard me talk about this? It would turn Bob into the best killing machine ever. <laughs> okay. Every no. round, Bob's going to throw two eight dice attacks. Uh, I think it's a once per turn. Yeah. So he, or sorry, an eight dice and a nine dice. Because he'll throw his attack and then he'll throw a rocket. I guess it's not every turn. No, because he only has a gainer. Super sad. Well, uh, he'll throw a four and an eight. Yeah, but he's also not the best killing machine because that still is Doc Ock with Death Decree. Okay. Because once you're double wilding on eight to nine dice... Uh, that's scary. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm also now revisiting Thanos' spider in my head with now new Doc Ock leadership and how scary that could go. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a good team. Because you get to... Move people around off of points. Thanos gains so much power from that leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and it prevents him from getting incinerated. Uh, and also death decreeing either uh, Dark Ark or basically any spider foe likes to be death decreed. They are the faction of having... Four die builders that if you turn into eight die builders, they become assholes. I'm still just like, man, you've got me looking through characters that I haven't looked at in a long time. Of course. Now, I must bring up a four threat. Who I think is undervalued in the current metagame. Mm -hmm. And that's Enchantress. Okay. It gives us a uh, bow effect, which is always good. It also gives us a throw and a beam. And I... Okay, I'm sorry. I was a little distracted. I hear everything you're saying about Enchantress. Yes. I have a counter proposal. Okay. And I think you're going to love it because she's a misfit toy. Okay? She's not seen any love since she came out she saw a little bit of love when certain giant robots came out but even then okay <laughs> hasn't seen hardly any table time okay this is a five threat who i, I know where you go deserves to be in this trap house list um cassandra nova yeah she is very good <laughs> horror psychic distraction is not once per turn. Yes. Um, unfortunately, it moves her, not the target character. Yes, yes. But but what I'm getting at is you can mind possession, advance a character towards you who will take damage from Craven, 
then you can psychic distraction to walk away and potentially do more unblockable damage then you can mind possession them again to have them walk towards you again and then you can walk away another time um it it's power intensive yeah um but she's a mystic turret which we don't really have in this roster right now there aren't any heavy hitters for mystic except electra Mm-hmm. Um, she's and, yeah, and ahead. she's a healing factor character with stealth. She is yes, but it's not called stealth, yes. so it's better. Uh huh. I hate. She those. also just has brace stapled to her card. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she's got a lot of really cool things going on. She's gonna be made of glass, though, which isn't great for you. Um, ah, but potentially, she is a seven health healing factor one. I mean, yes, <laughs> but physical attacks are the most common in the game, and she's got two, and she doesn't have any way to buff it really other than being stealth. Yeah. Uh, Which, to be fair, psychic distraction it only costs two power. Yeah. Um, I will also say she comes with one of the better tactic cards in the game. Yes, I agree. And I think this is a situation where, like, she might work really well. Where you're just like, what? Modok, Craven, I guess Black Cat, for 10. Her at 15, and then Bob at 17, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're bringing, I think, probably a, a pretty good 17. You've got a steal. You've got a lot of mobility. You've got a trap house thing going on. And then, like, Bob and Modok will be able to take one side while Craven and Cassandra Nova take the other. And Black Cat's going to be able to kind of float between the two. Mm-hmm. I also am just thinking of the uh, 20s where you can get Cassandra Nova, Claw, uh, Bob, and that's 12. And you have eight points of affiliated to spend. So you get, what, Electra Modok or Electra Mbaku? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you need to go really throw heavy, you bring Modok Mbaku. Yeah. And at 19, you just change, you go Electra Craven, and that's just really mean. Mm hmm. Because um, also, like, you can walk people in, like, also, you don't forget the amount of control Claw has with Soundwave Barrier. Yeah. Well, suddenly we've got a team that is just, like, full of characters that are advancing people around. Yeah. <laughs> and pushing them. Uh-huh. So, I think we have a 10-person roster. All right. So, now we're going to go over to Team Tactics cards. Uh, we go down to Crisis first. Crisis. Because I right. find Crisis determines Team Tactics cards more than Team Tactics cards determines Crisis. Okay, I can see that. Um, so, in crisis selection, mm-hmm. if we're worried about being competitive, suddenly we're having to worry about crisis. Um, which means that I think a lot of crises that normally I would want to take in this roster are kind of off the table. I don't know how you necessarily feel about that, but... I see this list as being 
pretty brawl heavy. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be throwing a lot of attacks. Um, so that makes me lean a lot more towards E secures or potentially Bs so we can run two lanes. So it's, I think we are, I definitely think we're brawl heavy, but we also have in that brawl a lot of control. So I actually, yeah. my first two are neither of those shapes, but still brawl heavy that also don't mind control. Mm-hmm. And they are deadly meteors. Okay. Because um, it's, it's not quite a C, but it's pretty damn close. And we actually have a lot of range on our attacks. Yeah. So I think we don't mind that. And then, goddamn, does a sword base with claw sitting on one half of it, just pushing everybody away from sword bases, sound miserable. I think my first thought is probably like sword base infinity formula and either mutant madman or scoundrels that's where my gut's telling me to go mm-hmm. um and the reasoning is just because like sword and scoundrels are going to be pretty close together mm-hmm. all of you are, are going to be scoring at least four victory points per round and i think that that's going to be really good for us um just because i think we're going to be outscoring and out attritioning potentially because we're moving people off points Mm -hmm. and trying to kill them um three vps around i know it's only one point difference but it it seems a little low it's the reason that i'm kind of off gamma and demons as well yeah because i i think it's low enough that lists that are only trying to kill us are gonna out kill us and we don't want to be so high that like lists that are only scoring VP are going to out VP us. Mm-hmm. I think we have to like sit right in this middle ground where we don't really want to do D's, we don't really want to do E's. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about that? I I definitely think we are not a mutant madman team. Yeah, we don't have a ton of physical. That was the reason I was thinking yeah. scoundrel. That honestly. Um. But Scoundrels is one of those fives. I, I definitely agree yeah. with uh, Infinity Formula. Um, I don't think Mutant Madman is terrible. We do have M'Baku. Electra's four physical. Yeah. Modox three, which isn't bad. The only character who's less than three physical defense is Bob. And Nova. And Cassandra Nova, yeah. But if you lean to, like... If you lean into, like, an M'Baku Electralist... So, like, okay, we want to be taking 20 points, Mm -hmm. right? So we can bring some of our shenanigans. So that's working in its favor. And if we bring, at that 20 points, like, Claw, M'Baku, Electra, Bob is, like, our starting point. That's what 15 mm-hmm. we have five threat to work with cassandra nova i guess cassandra nova is not going to flip points but yeah. she is going to control people i don't know i i am also of the opinion that clawless should be leveraging his five energy defense 
Yeah. Such a ridiculous pay to flip stat. Yeah. I I don't know that we'll ever need to roll that many dice though. Cause at so like the big thing, in my opinion, is that we have displacement on every character, right? Like, yes, Cassandra Nova might only be rolling two dice for Madman. Mm-hmm. But she can also walk two people off the point. So really that is two successes, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if we were playing um what's the other one? Poor uh no, sorry, meteors. Mm-hmm. If we we're playing meteors and I had a choice between rolling five dice with two characters contesting or rolling two dice with no characters contesting. I mean I think the two dice is more likely to hit, right? Two dice hitting one success is more likely than five dice hitting three successes. I would also contest yeah. the the logic of that setup. What do you mean? Because um, I think you're forgetting Soundwave Barrier, and I don't think Claw will ever allow himself uh, a point where um, he is... Uh, has two v one, and has to flip. Well, so then, and then, so then what you're telling me is that the five dice is overkill, right? I think five uh, versus uh, requiring two successes, I think, right. is very powerful. And I think Agreed. there's going to be times where you walk onto a point, and uh, I like five versus needing two successes more than. Uh, two needing one success. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're more likely to hit the two. And I think those are the more likely situations to come up. If I might be overly scared of the map shape. So I'm going to lean your direction. Okay. We'll go sword infinity formula dead blue meteors. Yeah. Um, but I think that there is an argument for all five of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, scoundrels and mutant madman because scoundrels it is five points um so the the teams i'm worried about are like hyper mobile teams that are going to try and outscore you so like web warriors i'm more worried about that happening on a d than i am on an f just because the f like you can still hit most people from almost every point Mm -hmm. um just in case anyone else is considering swapping meteors for anything or swapping any of the other ones for scoundrels. Yeah. Um, I think scoundrels is still a good pick just because they're still pretty bunched up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we want to go high point value on a high uh, threat value on our extracts, though. Yes. Because um, extracts were almost always not picking, I, I don't think, anyway. Yeah. No, I think we are um, a secure team much more than an extract team. Yes. The first big extract thing, and Brad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I hate odd extracts so much. Um, Bill eyes on the prize, Hella eyes on the prize, Skull eyes on the prize. All three of those are everywhere and even if they're not you have other characters like juggernaut and hulk um that are able to like 
grab an odd extract safely. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Whether, yeah, Angela, whether it's like cubes or Montessi or deadly legacy virus, unless you are planning on picking your extract every single time you have priority, mm -hmm. I would personally never take an odd extract. Mm -hmm. um, just because all a Guardians player has to do to make you lose a match is Bill, eyes on the prize, grab one, fall back onto their back point. And now you're in a position where they're up by one VP. Mm -hmm. And over the course of five rounds, you're going to have to walk into their gun line. They're going to take every turn and take both actions to shoot you. And you're only going to get one action to hit back, potentially. Yeah. And that is just not a place you want to be in, especially with Guardians. Even with the Ghost Rider nerf, like, you just don't want to be walking towards a gun line. Mm -hmm. um, so with all of that, um, that limits us to only a couple of extracts, in my opinion. Um, you've got um, Mutant Extremists, Paranoia, Hammers, Scrolls, Research Station. Um, right off the bat, we can probably drop Research Station. Oh, yeah. We are not a Research because, Station team. <laughs> yeah, it's low points, and it, it's attrition. It's just not any of the things that you want to see. Yeah. We can also probably drop um, Mutant Extremist. I would disagree yeah we have some play into it for sure um uh, honestly any of any combination of these four is probably just fine yeah i i like the threat value of mutant extremists first off and then i think our team's ability to just cause problems for the opponent yeah. mobility wise Oh, yes, because we'll just be constantly moving them. You're probably right, actually. And in that case, I'm dropping Paranoia. Um, yeah. It's low threat. It's high, high, high scoring. Um, I actually, in the HPP League, I just won my last game because my opponent had Paranoia. Um, he was going for Attrition, and I won round three just because I scored like six points two rounds in a row yeah um it was just backbreaking because there was no way that he could attrition that and six points wasn't even high for the game i scored like you're scoring three of the extracts and two of the secures to yeah. get six points um or i think i was scoring three extracts and two secures either way it's yeah. a scary place to be uh-huh no i i still remember uh, back on old Gamma, I did legitimately win a game at uh, scored out 16 at the end of turn two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with high scoring, right? Like, yeah. sometimes it works really good for you, and sometimes it works really bad for you. Oh, yeah. Um, old Gamma Cubes, 11 points on the board, and when you can get all 11 on turn two and had five turn one. Yeah, and we also, we don't have very many safe extract grabbers. Yeah. But we have, what, we have two long movers? Yep, we have two long movers. Um, 
Yeah, so we're not having any safe extracts in this team, which is fine. Well, um, but it... we also have uh, the grunt medium base medium move can pick up something like a scroll. So we can't do midline, sure. but we do have some safe extract grabs on scrolls. The the problem with yeah, so the grunts can grab scrolls um, on. Um, Mutant Extremists, we can grab all three of ours. Yeah. Um, no problem. We can bring Electra, Zemo, and her Grunts. And that's very easy, and it's a very low threat commitment, right? Yeah. It's only seven threat. Um, the, the bigger thing, I guess, that I'm bringing up is that, like, if the opponent has safe extract grabs, and we have none, we definitely don't even want to think about anything that might make stuff off balance yeah that that is very fair so i think i do think we like that mutant extremist fear grips scrolls yeah um one thing just to be super careful of um and i'm i'm i know everyone knows this i think it's just worth like reminding yourself um when you're playing our grunts when they drop the point if we move up and grab a midline point, it's not safe for us like it is for Nick Fury because we drop our point towards them, which means that um, our point ends up further past the midline than it started. So almost never are we... I would have to check we... some lines, actually. Well, so if we grab it from an inch away and then we drop it three inches from where, where we KO'd at, then, like, by default, oh, no. so it would be... We can get to those points in a single move, so I need to check if an inch away can we reach two inches to no, a no, no, large base those, on deployment. Uh, the midline for hammers and scrolls. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're definitely sending our people to the center scroll. or We're sending our ninjas to the center scroll and any of the extremist ones. Yep. Those are all fine. Um, I'm just... On do handles, not send yeah. it to a side hammer. Do not send them to a side scroll. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just not worth it. And if you're not on hammers or scrolls, like if you're on cubes or whatever, don't send it to the middle cube, okay? Because then they don't even need eyes on the prize. Yeah. Uh, you might take their back cube just to be annoying, but even that is not great because they'll just kill them. And then they might be able to pick it up without moving, depending on their placement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there are some of the points where you can then pick up with like an extremist and then throw it backwards and get a claw trigger very early in the game. Well, so you can do that with all of the extremist hand scrolls, right? Where you're just, because you only move once. Yep. Um, as long as you moved somebody else close it. Well, no, I guess maybe not. I, I need to do some TTS math, but there may be some ranges. Well, their bases are two inches and a medium move is five. So they're... I mean, maybe. Uh, I'm thinking maybe you can throw back to a MODOK. You could throw it to MODOK. I'm sure you could. Mm-hmm. But and you'd probably you... have to be lined up with it. Yeah. Or pretty close to lined up with it. Yeah. You can make a play, and then Modoc just sitting on a back point with a uh, senator just seems annoying as hell. Yeah, 
definitely worth trying mm-hmm. for sure. Worth looking into at the very least. But we do have yeah. a full roster at this point. Alrighty. So for everyone well, at home, the full roster is Bob, Agent of Hydra, Claw, Electra, Modoc Scientist Supreme, Umbaku, Craven, Black Cat, Zemo, Baron Zemo, Miss Marvel, and Cassandra Nova. Uh, we have Deadly Media Mutate Citizens. Sword establishes base on blue moon, uh, Moon's blue area, and Infinity Formula goes missing. And then on Extracts, we have Mutant Extremists target U.S. Senators, Fear Grips World as Warzy Terrorize City, and Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership. I will also remind everyone that in one move action, Miss Marvel can flip all four sword bases. Is that big? Uh, because of Interact Within 2. Oh. And a medium move on her big size. Okay. It real good. <laughs> yeah, feels really good. It's like, oh no, they want some 50-50s. Let me spend seven power to do four 50-50s and probably win out. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> or... Statistically, at least tie. Um, for Team Tactics cards. Oh yeah, we think? completely forgot Team Tactics card, didn't we? Eh. What do you think for your restricted? Uh, I do love Sacrifice with Bob. I don't think we need it though. I mean, we might. We might as well. Yeah, and it's. I think there are going to be some matchups where we don't have New Doc. Yeah, for sure. My th- so okay, this is just a personal preference. Um, just from where I play, I think it's either sacrifice or patch up. And for me, normally it's patch up. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, sacrifice. You're throwing an attack that might do a amount of damage into Bob, mm-hmm. whereas patch up you're always healing five off of Bob because Bob will just spend five power to patch up whoever he's standing next to. And you can move up to Bob to have him patch up for you. So a lot of times in Hydra, what that looks like is Red Skull will attack, move trigger, move to Bob, Bob will patch him up and then he'll attack again. Um, So I can test that a little. Yeah. Um, I find patch up is such a non guarantee in a game. Especially yes. patching up for five. The ability to patch up to, for five, yes, always available with Bob. I think the actual realities of patching up for five and having a situation where a character has five health less on them and they haven't pushed through to kill them that Bob is accessible to is a lot more difficult. Well, potentially. We have several seven health models. Yes. Right? We have Cassandra Nova, Claw, Modok, M'Baku are all seven health. Electra's six. Um, Do we just do sacrifice patch up? I mean, maybe. The only other card on here that I'd even consider is Brace. Yes. Right? It's between... Patch up, sacrifice, brace. And I think any combination of the two is probably okay. Yeah. Uh, if we're because we're highlighting Bob so much, 
patch up sacrifice makes the most sense because Bob will use both of those in a game. Um, if the highlight wasn't specifically Bob and you weren't planning on playing Bob every single game, I'd probably say brace over sacrifice, mm-hmm. but that's just a personal thing. And that's just because we have a lot of characters that have a lot of health that we really don't want to flip. Yeah. Uh, all according to plan is a very good card. Uh, yeah. Into the criminal syndicate affiliated. Yeah. So just the way I normally do, um, tactics cards is probably pretty similar to you i do restricted then affiliated and then character specific and then uh generic so i i do mine a little bit differently um i i generally go uh showcase character that's fair yep uh that makes sense affiliation (laughs) character specific and then i worry about restricted in with uh the uh um Generics. So, all according to plan, Mm -hmm. conventionally, very good. Yes. Conventionally, you have Bullseye in the list, though. And Bullseye probably pays for most of it. And we don't have Bullseye. We have Bob, who can't pay for it. Uh So, Uh, I don't necessarily think that it makes the roster. Okay. Okay. Um... Just because out of all of our affiliated characters, most of them aren't going to want to spend their power to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Raven is probably the only one who might have the power to put in. Craven. Electro's pretty hungry. I guess Modok might, because all of his superpowers are paid for by Bob. Mm-hmm. Well, no, just the one. Uh-huh. I also think uh, uh, Claw will occasionally can throw in like three or four just because he makes so much power. Well, so also potentially, right? A big way that we're going to be messing with priority is by just having Bob die. Yeah. Right? It. I mean, how often are we going to need all according to plan if Bob just dies before he activates? Mm-hmm. That That is fair. Uh, On the flip side, cruelty might be a really good thing for Bob to do, or no mercy. So, uh, cruelty, definitely agree with. No mercy is a card that I designate for three specific characters, and no one else, basically. Yeah. And those three characters are X-23, Carnage, and Angela. I could, yep. That all makes sense, because they all want the power. Well, and it's specifically the way the timing works out, this happens before their frenzy triggers. So even if they're spending down to zero on, like, a Carnage AoE attack, he can still play this card, get his power, and then paint the town red. Yeah. All of that makes sense to me. On the other hand... I've slowly gained on cruel tutelage the more I've played it. Who's going to use it, though? I... Honest to God, I think... Uh, Umbaku, Craven, and Black Cat all have great uses for it. Let 
Let me just refresh her on it. So it's uh, spend one power, add three add dice. three dice. If you roll a skull, gain stagger. But you can definitely, you can set up the situations where that stagger does not matter. How so? Um, I've, so I've been using this card recently. So from personal experience, uh, having a black cat or a craven who has an extract just kill their 1v1 opponent off in their corner and then like, cool, no one else is coming here. So I don't need to worry about stagger. Also, uh, I've had Mbaku jump into the mosh pit and go, cool, I'm staggered now, but I'm too tempting of a target to resist. You will daze me before I activate again. Okay. Uh, do you think it... Do you think Bounty Hunters is any good? Oh, God. Bounty Hunters is not <laughs> good. Have uh, you yeah, read that right. card? You're right. You're right. I just saw that it was Electra. <laughs> no, the Electra card to maybe consider is a card called Vendetta. Alright. I think Cruelty and Cruel Tutelage make it. So now I'm going to only cards characters can use, only cards that are character dependent. Uh, I think Simpleton probably makes it. Yes. Because it's funny. Uh, uh, let's see. Vendetta. Dance. It gives her a Drax token. <laughs> yeah. Um, Off of Bob dazing or KOing, potentially. Yep. So Modoc can sacrifice to Bob. Or, er, no. No, 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 no. Doesn't work. Because well, so Bob dazes himself. It'll work when he dazes the first time. Yes. But not off of Butthow. Yeah. Okay, I'm here for it. Um, I'm going to say I'm a Baron after all is yes. stapled to Zemo. Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, let's see. Jabbar. Nope, that's Wakanda. Yep. Uh, uh, so we also have... We definitely play Fearful Symmetry. A man after my heart. Uh, my white whale is actually executing fearful symmetry, and it is more possible than ever. <laughs> There's so many Peters. Um, I also uh mental domination. Yep, I was just reading it. It's a this... wall of text. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wall of text, but it is dumb. You get to move one character off of the point. Watch if they have corner the beast deals them a damage. And then that character attacks another uh, enemy character and gets to re-roll all of the uh, opponent's defense dice, so they're almost always rolling zero defense. And so this okay. potentially is a two-person swing on a point. I'm sold. I'm here for it. At nothing else, it is three cost, move a character off of a point. I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready. Um, we also have the potential of supersonic annihilator. Okay. I'm just doing this for memory. 
I don't need the fancy telling me all I the character-specific cut. It's all in my head. Um, And I think that's it, because we can't do any of the Miss Marvel cuts because we don't have any of her partners. We... I don't think we want to do mind games and uh, Black Cat's card requires another character as well. So yeah, I think we just... I think the only one left to consider is Supersonic Annihilator. Yes. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you just reading this card for the first time? No, it... I'm just remembering what it does. <laughs> One of, one of um, my great joys was, I can't remember which podcaster, but what was one of the podcasters, uh, and I got to watch him read Supersonic Annihilator for the first time, go, AoE 5? <laughs> At LVO. I mean, it's great. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, And then Mind Games is definitely a consideration for me. Okay. Um, I like dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. um, especially dumb stuff that works and mind games always works it's always successful for me you, you um, must have gotten a lot of practice with factor fiction well so basically the way mind games works is in my opinion you set it up so that both options are good for you um, you make it so that either you get your VPs um, or you daze a character so either you'll get two VPs or you'll daze a character. Um, and that is just by, like, you put the reward card with the damage. Mm -hmm. So they can either give you one VP and die, or they can give you two VPs and live but lose power. Yeah, It's just solid. It's It's... I mean, it, you could even tell your opponent exactly what you're doing. You can show it to them. Um, in that situation, there's no right answer, and I love everything about that, um, personally. Mm -hmm. Well, we're um, at eight right ten. now. What? How are you at eight? I'm at ten. So what I haven't I officially put in Supersonic Annihilator or Mind Games. Oh, I put in both of them. Okay. Do we just I also want don't that have any generic cards. A ten? Well, probably not. <laughs> uh, we should probably just like double check, see if there's any generic cards that yeah. we want to add over character-specific ones. But I think, honestly, most of the time... So we're always taking R2 Restricted, right? Yeah. And then we're probably taking Cruelty most of the time, just because it's pretty generally useful. If there is a Peter across the table, we are bringing Fearful Cemetery. <laughs> this is true. Um, but like, yeah, between Modoc Claw and um, what's her face, Cassandra Nova, I, I think we're probably always going to be bringing one of the three. Yep. Um, so really, it's just like if you feel like you need something else, yeah, that's unaffiliated. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, all of them are good, right? Like Mark for Death. If you have a lot of web warriors running around, oh, yeah. you bring it. You know, mission objective. I think all of these are pretty well known. No matter the cost, if you really want Black Cat to get a stagger off. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Personally, for me, 
like my dream list in this scenario with this roster we've made is like Modoc, Bob, and Craven. <laughs> and then you like build out from there. And if I'm bringing Modoc, Bob, Craven, I'm probably bringing Patch Up, Sacrifice, Cruelty, Simpleton, Mind Games. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm swapping somebody out for Claw, I'm probably bringing Supersonic Annihilator because that's hilarious to me. Uh huh. Um, and it's good. Zemo is stapled time a Baron. Vendetta for anytime I bring Electra. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that there's a roster or a list that I can make on here that, that doesn't make five cards. Doesn't, yeah, that doesn't get five cards. And we all also always have that cool tutelage in the back pocket. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we can just do all of the fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it's just going to be fun, I think, when you're pushing aside with, like, Modoc Bob, and you just go, okay, every attack Modoc makes, I'm just going to reroll my dice. And yeah. every time Modoc gets attacked, I'm going to sacrifice it into Bob. And then if Modoc does somehow take damage, well, Bob's just going to patch it up for me. Um... Oh, and I'm losing, I'll simpleton. I'm winning, I'll do mind games. <laughs> yeah. And that side just wins you the game, mm-hmm. and you're good. So, uh, fa- actually, factually, the full roster is Bob, Agent of Hydra, Claw, Electra, Modoc, Scientist Supreme, Mbaku, Craven the Hunter, Black Cat, Baron Zemo, Miss Marvel, Cassandra Nova, with tactic card Sacrifice, Patch-Up, Cruelty, Cruel Tutelage, Simpleton, I'll do it myself. I am a baron after all. Fearful Symmetry, Mental Domination, Supersonic Annihilator, and Mind Games with Secures, Deadly Meteors, Mutate Civilians, Sword Base. Sword establishes base on Blue Moon's area. On Moon's Blue area. Fuck. Uh, Infinity Formula goes missing. Mutant Extremists target U.S. Senators. Fear Grips World is worthy to Vice City. And Skulls infiltrate World Leadership. Alright. I can agree with all of that. Yep. So, uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? I am in all of the Discord servers, just as Dakota. Um, I'm in a bunch of regional ones. I'm in every larger one. Um, Yeah, just at me, or um, I guess find me and send me a DM. Um, I mostly play Hydra. Almost all of my knowledge is going to be Hydra-based. Um, just for context. <laughs> and you have played Viper. I love Viper. Viper's yes. such a good model. The Viper under Red Skull, it, like, mm, small tangent, it's so good. <laughs> um, it's basically three-point th- um, Spider-Woman, yeah. and I'm here for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, and you have finally joined the Morlocks Discord. I know it. That was probably the last one on my bingo card. <laughs> yeah, at least I think so. Um, I see. Let's see. I'm go. I'm double checking my list versus our shared servers. Yeah, uh, yours and Omnis's were like two that I had just been holding out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my fault. I'm cheap. <laughs> yes. 
I have one, two, three, four, five that you're not in. Oh, man. I'm slacking. Uh, mind you, one of them is uh, one and a half of them are regional service. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty low because I have so many. One, two, three, four, five. So we have 11 mutual servers. (laughs) I have 18 crisis protocol servers over here. Mm -hmm. So. I don't even know. Oh, 19, because I just joined the DCMDVA crisis protocol server. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm I'm in all of them. I'm just lurking in the background. Sometimes I say things. Mostly I just hide. Uh, so if you want to join the Morlocks Discord, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com slash white. Uh, where not only do you get that, you get fun bonus episodes like I sat down with Rivers Langley earlier this month and talked about, actually it would have been mid last month, but still, uh, and talked about the wonderfully dumb movie Moonfall. Um, also, if you... An excellent movie. Yes, but wonderfully dumb. Oh, man. So you know what else is a wonderfully done, awful movie? Hmm. Starship Troopers. I, I'm I've been playing so much Helldivers lately. I would contest it you calling it a bad movie. I think it's actually one of the better films of its ilk. I love it so much. Uh, it and Tremors. And Tremors too. You don't even know. <laughs> well, and Tremors three, and Tremors four. Then they start to and go. Tremors downhill. seven. Uh, Sharknado three. So I play this thing called Sintonodal, which is a, uh, every day there's a movie that it starts out on and you have to name another film that shows an actress or director or cinematographer with it. Mm -hmm. And you can use the same connection point three times. Mm -hmm. I get so many people because people don't realize David Hasselhoff is in the third Sharknado film. And they know no one else who's in fucking Sharknado. Oh, man. And also, Tony Hawk is in the fifth Sharknado film. Kevin Bacon's in the first Tremors. Yeah, he is. And I know none of the other actors in that movie. <laughs> Most of them have been in all the other Tremors films. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is one of my favorite digressions. My other favorite digression is dragging people into the Step Up movies. Kicking and screaming the whole way. <laughs> uh, because Channing Tatum is in the Step Up movies. Oh, yeah. He is. He's in the first and the second, but not in 3 through 5. But guess who is in uh, uh, 3 through 5? Who? Uh, Alyssa Stoner, better known as uh, the voice of Candace from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> so you can go to the Phineas and Ferb movies from them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can also go to Camp Rock. I see that. 
I I feel like you've just taken me down a movie rabbit hole that I'm going to be down all night. Oh, dude, this game is amazing. And also, I get my ass whooped so often, even with... Even when I am stranding people in new mutants because the only person they know in it is Anya Taylor Joy, and they don't know Maisie Williams' film career. Uh, Game of Thrones, that's it. <laughs> uh, she was also in a film called The Falling that also has Florence Pugh in it, and she was also in a film called I Boy. I'm just googling all of these things. <laughs> I also like stranding Our... people in the Resident Evil movies. That, yep. I feel like people get stuck there real quick. Oh yeah. Or in um, the Matrix. The Matrix is actually relatively easy to get out of. Um, you only have like three outs. Uh, you you have four. Um, okay. because of course you have Lawrence Fishburne and. Keanu Reeves. Right. Well, I thought you can't... If you're trapping them there, right, yes. you're probably using Keanu Reeves as a third. Yes. Um, but you also have the Wachowskis. Oh, yeah. Never mind. And that gets you out to Speed Racer, that gets you out to Bound, that gets you out to Cloud Atlas. Yeah, and you can jump to John Wick. Well, yeah, so right. if you're at the Matrix and you used up Keanu Reeves, you can't go to John Wick. Um, but if if you haven't well, used up, the... no, you can jump to John Wick because of um, Morpheus. So no, the the way it works is if that connection would um, so if it has both a connection you have three uh capped out at three and a connection you haven't, you still can't go there because you have that connection because it. It puts a star on every connection. Oh. So if you're going from, like, Matrix 1 to Matrix 2, you are getting, like, 16 connections at one star. Okay. All right. Yes, I, I know many of fun directions in this game. If if well, you want to like talk to me about Sintunodal, come join the Discord. I have a lot to say about it. Alrighty. Well. I will talk to you later. Have a good night and keep experimenting, people. <laughs>